We're very thankful today to be joined by Mr. David Craig. We're going to be talking with him about a revival service that he has going on down in southeast Missouri. Mr. Craig, thank you for your time. Thank you for asking me, sir. I appreciate it so very much. Uh, Danny Hood, WXAN station owner, connected you and I, and uh, I suppose that you've known Danny for quite some time. Yes, sir. It'd go back in the 80s, and I'm not sure, probably by at least the late 80s, if not before. And uh, you've been on the program Ask the Pastor for a number of years, right? Yes, sir. I would say Dan and I probably started on that at about the same time, so... I've been on and off the, that program since middle 80s, so what would that be, 15 years, 35, 35 plus years I've done that. And uh, what other things have you done in the ministry? I guess give us a little bit more of your background. Well, I began in the ministry uh, just as an interim pastor, then that lasted for about four months, and then I went rolling to radio locally in southeast Missouri, and then I went over into Kentucky, and then I spread it somewhat down into Arizona. Then eventually I got on television in 1983 locally, and then in 84 I went on television with TCT out of Illinois, and then did regional, then went national, then went international with them for a period of years. I don't know, at least international program lasted for at least five years before I got off. And we traveled in 12 different nations ministering the Word of God. God's blessed us with being able to do that. We began our international travels in 1989, and I haven't been out of country since 2017. Last trip was to uh, Northern Ireland. And so we've done a lot of traveling Central South America, Central Europe, Eastern Europe, and then up in Northern Europe into Denmark and Sweden. So God has blessed us. We've, we've done a lot of traveling. We pioneered a church in Sykes in Missouri, which we're still pastors of. That began on the second weekend. I believe that would be July 10th of 1970, I mean, 1983. And it's been a been a real good thing. Then we bought a radio station in 2004, in November of 2004, and that'd be KLUH 90.3 FM out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. So we have been blessed and written a few books. Just uh, uh, my supernatural life contains all the things that people could see and judge me on quickly and think I'm either crazy or not. But I began to see things when I was four years old when I was taken to a country church, a little startup church in a one-room schoolhouse, and uh, God began to minister to me there and took me through that. And so for since 19, I guess that'd be 1952, maybe 51, I began to be able to see futuristic things and been able to do that all these years. Not, of course, by my own choosing. I know you know that. But as God would show me things. So lots of things I've seen have come to pass. But one of them was in 1982, God showed me a revival coming to this region. It so startled me because it came when I was working in a rice field. Actually, I was there trying to find the muskrat holes that were draining my levees. And God showed me in an open vision like a meteorite coming out of heaven. And it stunned me. And when it hit, I thought it would destroy everything in my field. But as it hit, it penetrated what appeared to be a heavyweight oil, maybe 80 weight, something like that. Enough to penetrate easily, but not so lightweight it would splash. And when it, the boil began to come back up, the surface tension came together. And when it began to rise up and make its first wave, 
I was taken back up into heaven through the same vehicle that came out of heaven and saw the glory of God spreading from this region and uh, across the world. And then I just disappeared as I went so far up into the between earth and heaven. You actually couldn't make a distinction of what earth looked like anymore. But I'm one of many that have had similar visions, I guess, for 75 years, Will. People have seen things, prominent international ministers flying over this region have seen this. People locally have seen this for a number of years. So it's nothing new. I'm just another one in the in the pack that have seen these things. But it really began to unfold this year as we went to Asbury over in Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky, and went into that revival and just sat there and absorbed what was going on. And one of our young men followed behind me, went over there, came back a totally changed man. So I give this young man credit for every good thing that's happening in these revivals. He made a decision. He was going to see his community saved. So he started working with some young men and they put some things together and they approached me and he said, can we do a revival in Morehouse? And I said, sure. And then he asked me about some men that had a tent, which I'd never met. And I said, sure. Yeah, let's meet with them. And we did. And we began this. So we've done three of them, one in Morehouse, Missouri, and one in uh, Essex, Missouri, which is about 10 miles further west than Morehouse, then Puxico, Missouri, which is about 40 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes west of uh, Essex and a little further north. So it's been a tremendous deal. Each one of these is getting uh, greater and greater numbers. We filled up one little tent. The other night we had not quite 250, but over 230 in there. But what is amazing, Will, his pastors are beginning to come out and we want them to be there. We would love for them to be there because as a tent revival goes on, people get saved. We want those pastors to pick up these people. We're seeing people actually delivered of demons and uh, some people really have come out of some really tough backgrounds. One lady said she had been um, taken into sex trafficking and had been made a prostitute for a number of years just uh, Friday night, that dear lady got set free. I mean, it was, I didn't know who she was, had no idea who she was, but those are the kind of things that are happening. People are just continually making their way to the altar, giving their lives to Christ. We've seen baptism after baptism in these tent meetings, and people are getting uh, excited. More and more people are coming. Of course, a few people are traveling from place to place, as you would understand they would do that. They're getting excited, but New people are coming all the time, and in our last uh, revival that we just finished last weekend, I was just told last night in a meeting there were 18 different ministries there that night, and I said, my Lord Almighty. So it's not about an individual. That's one thing about it. I'll just give you the phrase they're using on this to help you understand. Organized by local Christians, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and Will, that's the key. It's not a leader that's doing it. It's not a pastoral leader, apostolic leader, prophetic leader. It's these people. And they are going out to the street, passing out all these leaflets and flyers. And even if uh, the majority of the people they touch do not come, God is stirring those regions. And so it's just pouring out. And we're going to continue. Our next one is in Kulin, Missouri, which is probably 50 miles south of where the last one was and it's uh, on the intersection of highway 53 and highway 51 and that'll be december 7 and 8 or no excuse me december 8 and 9 so looking forward to another great tent revival there it's going to be good well david craig is with us today i guess one thing that uh, is good to talk about uh, you know people might say well a tent revival in december 
how how are you keeping everybody warm? Well, when we got a nice heavy tent, and of course it's got curtains on it, and we got enough heaters in there, we start warming it up earlier in the day. And when you button it down pretty good, it's it's comfortable, and it's not 80 degrees in there. I'm not saying that. But you can keep it up to about uh, in the high 50s to the low 60s, and it's working out really, really well. People are very comfortable with that. When you gather over 200 people in that tent, it's a 40 by 60, and so you can imagine how packed it gets in there. But the body heat, uh, those salamander heaters, I think what they call them, I'm not sure, but they're uh, propane-type heaters, and, man, they're just doing well. Again, David Craig is with us today. So the revival that you were hosting in Puxico, has it concluded at this time? Yes, sir, it did. It was. Uh, we're doing each one of these a Friday and a Saturday and gives people a time to come out over the weekend and enjoy those and then fellowship with people and ask people to come to church. We're seeing people will call to ministry, and I haven't seen that in years. Maybe you all see that a lot where you are. But we haven't seen that in a long, long time. One of these tense-type revivals took place in southeast Missouri in the late 60s. And people were called into ministry, and some of them have remained into ministry to this day. Some are pastors. Some have become became missionaries and are still missionaries. So hopefully we'll see this kind of uh, revival again where people are actually not only getting saved or getting delivered, but they're answering the call to God. And we've already had three to do that. So it's been a beautiful thing. Yeah, when I talk to various pastors and Christians and other Christian leaders, there's a lot of discouragement out here, David, because people look at the world and the things that are going on, and they see churches closing, et cetera, et cetera. And then they hear an interview like this where, you know, you're talking about a revival and there's people coming to ministry and people being saved. Um, what's the reality? Should Christians uh, feel like what's happening in your revival services is what's going on in the world, or, or is it the— uh, decline of the the church well it is what we should have always been doing i know you could quote it yourself out of matthew 28 go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature the church has been very guilty about ignoring that command and so what we try to do is bring the world into the church and we tried to make the world feel comfortable in church by changing the gospel message to fit people and not staying with the gospel to educate Christians. And so we stopped going. We brought the world in. So what we're doing is we're just going out there in the world. And Will, the thing that is such a joy to see, there are people coming, and I mean, they're ragged. I'll be honest with you. They're, they're, you can tell they have hard, hard lives. And they will tell you they've had hard lives and are having a hard life at that time. Some of them were raised in church, but they got caught up in the things of this world and destroyed their lives. So they don't feel like they can go back. They don't want to embarrass their families. They don't think they'd be accepted. But out there in that tent, brother, it's a mixture of all kinds of people, from wealthy to poor to every ethnic background you can think of to people educated, uneducated. It is wild. People from all kinds of church backgrounds, they're just they're, nobody's coming in with a tag. Nobody's coming in trying to be seen. Everybody's coming in with all sincerity try to meet jesus and that's what it's about some of the pastors are looking on like what is going on here and so we're trying to tell everybody all we're doing all we're trying to do is to go out there and make it easy for the public to come together in a neutral place 
where nobody is making any requirement out of them up front. All we're trying to do is introduce them to Jesus and help them get free. And when that happens, and of course, now they're making decisions to go back into churches and serve there. It's a tremendous deal. And uh, before we let you go, is the uh, service, uh, when people come to one of your revivals, is it similar to a a church service? Is there a, a, a music uh, portion? Is there is it yes, all sir. preaching? What, what's it? What's it, can people expect? Well, we do open up generally with a prayer. Sometimes if we if we try to keep pastors very short, that's very difficult to do. <laughs> Just tell tell them where you're from and let people know that we want the pastors there. We do that as often as we can, but we have really upbeat music. Music that's touching the people that are rough. They don't really know how to worship right now. They just need to be freed. So it's good, upbeat, contemporary music is what we're using. And it is working very, very well. Then we'll have a preaching service. But there is something that's, to me, unusual in this. People are coming and going to the altar throughout the service. From the time the service opens until everybody leaves the tent, somebody is coming and going to that altar all the time. And persons are gathering around them and praying for them so they're not left there by themselves. They don't feel like that somebody's watching them immediately. People just swarm around them and kneel with them and pray with them and pray through with them. It, it, it's just... Uh, it's unusual to me. I'll be straight up with you. It's unusual to me. So in similarity to a church service, yes, they have an opening, uh, greeting the people. They have an opening prayer. They may have a testimony or two. They have a lot of worship and praise. They'll have the word. They'll have, if nobody has answered the call to God or to be saved by that time, they'll make another altar call. We have the baptism. We just have an old galvanized watering trough, I call it, just a galvanized tub. And I guess it'd hold 100 gallons of water, but enough to uh, baptize people in. And, and, uh, and it's cool. I'll be honest with you. When it's 45 outside, that water's going to get down below 60. So it feels like it's chilled. We hadn't figured out how to warm it up yet. I think there's a cattle warmer that you can actually warm one of those straws with, at least keep it from freezing. And people are getting baptized, brother. I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. Well, David, we appreciate your time so much. Is there somewhere uh, online where people can go and find out when these revivals and where they're going to be uh, occurring as they go on? You can go to my Facebook page. would be the simplest. We haven't created a, a page for the grassroots revivals yet, but that might be in the future. But you could go to David Craig Facebook page, and you can find out. We're posting those things, letting people know, and we encourage people to come. With they Honestly, you know, you always hear preachers say this, you will not be disappointed, but you really want, if you're wanting to meet with God. If you want to come and see if it's like another church service, you might get terribly disappointed. If you want to come and see people turn into Jesus, you'll be very excited because that is what's happening. Friend of WXAN, David Craig, he's spent a lifetime in the ministry, and he's not stopping now, and we appreciate him so much and uh, we ask our listeners to lift him up in prayer and these services up in prayer that they would continue to be a success in reaching people for christ david thank you so much for your time thank you sir god bless you now